Long before Ariel captured the hearts of Disney fans, there was a powerful African water goddess who inspired an entire religious following. I can't wait to learn more. I'm Claire. And I'm Vince. And this is Friends Friends of Legend. Legend. of legend where we give you an elementary education on all sorts of magical creatures which i'm fairly sure your grade teachers only glossed over uh, they didn't offer care of magical creatures in my school district that's disappointing where are our tax dollars going anyway uh football i guess yeah in our in our neck of the woods so today we're going to be talking about mommy wata seamless transition <laughs> thanks <laughs> Have you heard of Mommy Wata? Not until you told me about her. I'm not surprised that you hadn't heard about her, and I hadn't heard about her before I started doing the research for this episode, but she is very important to many people in Africa. So, Mommy Wata is a water deity who is celebrated and worshipped throughout Africa that includes West, Central, and Southern Africa, as well as regions in the Americas, with communities of people descended from Sub-Saharan Africans. Huh, the name kind of reminds me of the Mither of the Sea. Yeah, yeah, I thought about that too. So I want to I give a little disclaimer. As our listeners know, we tend to keep things pretty lighthearted on this podcast. And when it comes to discussing deities as our friends of legend, there's a fine line between chatting about our subject in a relatable way versus downplaying the impact and importance that these spirits have on cultures of the world. The latter has never been our intent, and if we ever say something about a spiritual figure that upsets you, please know that we are very sorry and that our goal is to approach these topics in an accessible way. Don't hesitate to write into us, though, to share your perspective. We would we would definitely appreciate that. We want to do our best. Absolutely. We're here to have fun mm-hmm. in a respectful way. So... Knowing that Mami Wata is a water deity, you probably think that the name is just sort of an English form of Mother Water. I mean, I was just assuming that was a coincidence since this did not start in an English-speaking place. Yeah, yeah. So that is something that a lot of people believe, but it is most likely that Mami Wata is derived from African-speaking countries and their languages. So one likely root comes from the Egyptian words mommy and mama, meaning truth. And owati, gosh, I'm probably saying that wrong, uh, meaning ocean water. So mm. that that's just one possible source of the name. She is often referred to as a single entity, but the name Mami Wata can also be used to refer to a number of African water deities from various cultures. More like a title then? It's more or less sort of a general name that a lot of folks use to describe mermaids, water deities. Some people will even take on the moniker themselves because it is a very... She's a very powerful goddess. And being able to relate to her in some way through the name is uh, is empowering to many women. Speaking of women, she 
Mommy Wata spirits are usually manifested as women, but sometimes they are men. And for simplicity's sake, I will refer to the spirits in the feminine form for this episode, because that that's how they're usually depicted. That's, yeah, when I did a Google image search, I only saw typically feminine. Yes. And it makes sense when you learn about some of the, some of the powers that she possesses, that she is more often a woman. But anyway... So, Mommy Wata is most often shown as a beautiful black woman, though some of the spirits are fair-skinned and typically mermaid-like in appearance. She's got the upper half of a nude lady and the bottom half of either a fish or a serpent. Yeah, I was wondering about that because it seemed like a lot of the pictures I saw when when I was looking at the appearance to prepare for this, it looked like... She had a snake body, but the tail split in half like a fish tail. Well, you know, depending on who you ask, there's there's multiple Mami Wata spirits. And she can also, she's a goddess, so she can manifest herself in various ways. Certainly. So some Mami Wata spirits have kinky or curly African hair, or others have straight slick back hair. It's almost always black. But just think about how beautiful that curly hair would look underwater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why why can't she have more than one hairstyle? Sure, sure. Just like us. We can do whatever we want to our hair, and so can Boop. an immortal goddess, you know? <laughs> and lastly, as far as appearance goes, she's almost always seen with a large snake wrapped around her body, with its head between her breasts. And the snake is seen as a sort of symbol of divinity. Uh, I don't know much about the snake in particular, if it has a name, or how long they've been together, but I like that it's her Fran. And besides the snake adornment, she also loves to carry expensive trinkets, like fancy mirrors, combs, jewelry, you know, stuff that you would typically find a mermaid carrying. Yeah, I was going to say the mirrors and combs are very mermaidenly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well. She loves the luxuries. She's a merwoman. Oh, yeah. So, as far as her behavior, on the reg, she can be found grooming her hair with a comb, gazing at herself in the mirror, you know, doing your typical sort of Mm self-care rituals, which is wonderful. Um, But she also has a very close relationship with humans for for a goddess, I would say. Does that mean she lives in the water close to the beach or what? Sometimes she does. Sometimes she even gets up on land, and I'll talk about that in a second here. So, many stories tell of Mami Wata abducting both her followers and random civilians whilst swimming or boating to take them to a celestial realm, either underwater or in the spirit world, or both. And when the humans return from their encounter, because they they don't get harmed, I assume, they become wealthier, more enlightened, more attractive, and more easygoing. So it is it is a very cherished experience to to see Mommy Wata to be to be captured by her. That's quite uh generous of her. I mean a little weird that she has to abduct like if you if you just laid it out, I'm sure anyone would say, Yeah, I'm I'm down for it. You know, put like a bag over their head and Yeah. Scoop them down to, to Watertown. Yeah, I wondered about that that phrasing on the internet, but I don't know. It could be kind of an exciting thing. You know how um, sometimes when your friends are throwing a bachelor party, they sneak into your house in the middle of the night and sort of like kidnap you, 
quote unquote kidnap and but it's for a fun time. No rules just right out back steakhouse. <laughs> so other stories will tell of river travelers who come across Mommy Wata minding her own business, just grooming herself, doing her thing, interacting with her various baubles. When she notices the traveler on his little boat, and he's usually a man in this scenario, she will flee into the water leaving her trinkets behind on a rock or beach, etc. It reminds me of the the Selkie when she's seen by a human and she leaves her... She may leave her tail or her skin behind. It, it just made me think of that. Anyway, so the men in these stories will then take the precious trinkets. They are greedy, greedy. And soon after, Mommy Wata will appear in the man's dreams, demanding that he return her possessions and furthermore insisting that he become a faithful lover to her. If he fails to carry out either of these two demands, he will be cursed with ill fortune. Think about how pruny you'll get being in the water all the time. Uh, it does sound like she is perfectly capable of being on land, but I think it all has to do with what she prefers that day. I mean, she can do what she pleases. She She can either be on the beach, she can be inland or she can just hang around underwater 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 friends so <laughs> yeah i don't know where she would want to live with this this fella that she kind of spooks into submission do you it, have to do you have to be friends with the snake too i would assume so yeah comes with the package if you want to be my lover you got to be friends with my snake oh <laughs> that was that was amazing thanks so you know th those two stories make her sound pretty benevolent and she is. I, I wasn't going to twist that around. She will interact most often with her worshippers, though, and she's got many worshippers, which are born into matriarchal cultures throughout many parts of Africa, um, specifically Benin, Togo, Ghana, and Nigeria, to name a few. Okay. They have big followings of her, and she has many devoted priests and mediums whom she possesses and speaks with. So they will have sort of rites of passage rituals to initiate their young women into the priesthood of Mami Wata. Hmm. And there are videos on YouTube of, of these rituals, and it is very interesting, very intense. But it's easy to see why she has such a big following. She is a strong force of healing and fertility. And though she is credited with blessing barren women with pregnancy and ill people with good health, She's also blamed for a whole lot. Oh, like what? Well, in Nigeria, anything from headaches to sterility are supposedly Mami Wata's doing. And in Cameroon, it's said that Mami Wata caused a deadly undertow along the coast that kills many swimmers each year. The Mami giveth and the Mami taketh away. She sure do. But all in all, Mami Wata is a symbol of duality. She represents life and death, male and female, Physicality and spirituality, well, those go hand in hand. But all in all, she's a well-loved goddess for her generosity and her blessings of enlightenment. Also, little side note, when she does choose to manifest herself as a human, she may be found patronizing bars or market stalls. So that's fun. Why not? Because, you know, the only bars she'd get in the water are sandbars. hey -o. Ba -dum -ba -dum -ba -dum -ba -dum. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. But it can't be too hard to tell a Mami Wata spirit in her human form because she is probably going to have her little snaky friend tucked in her bosom. So if you see if you see someone who looks like that, 
at your market stall, at your bar, in Africa, in the Caribbean. Just don't scorn her. Yeah, that's her emotional support snake. Yeah, be real careful. Don't tell her that she needs to take it outside. As far as representation of Mami Wata, she is an artist's muse. She is often the subject of paintings, music, poetry, films. There's a lot of Mami Wata short films on YouTube. I noticed that there were a lot of um, sculptures and carvings and boss reliefs. Yes, I was I was just about to say literatures and sculptures because she is just, she's a very beautiful being and she brings hope and inspiration to many, many people, many women. So I totally get it. It's a very powerful evocative image too. It is. And she's also a symbol of sexuality. So, I mean, she... she She's a hot mama. <laughs> what can I say? So I definitely get why she is so prominent. Um, Must be why she lives in the water. Yeah. <laughs> but you can see all that artwork across West and Central Africa and in the Caribbean today. Very common there. She's just also very prominent in African folk art. Has been for a long time. As far as more Western or Northwestern works of art or media, not a ton of stuff that she features in, which Mm. is probably for the best because you don't want to misrepresent her, but she is featured in a Canadian supernatural drama show called Lost Girl, and it doesn't directly correlate with Mami Wata, but I just wanted to mention, you know, a lot of people were upset when they found out that the live-action Little Mermaid featured a black mermaid, a black Ariel. But a lot of followers and lovers of Mami Wata are piping up and saying, hey, there's been a black mermaid around for centuries, so this ain't new. Yeah, a lot longer than Hans Christian Andersen's story, Exactly, exactly. So think about Mami Wata when you you watch that new movie, which I'm really excited about. Anyway, how are we going to become friends with Mami Wata? How are we going to become friends? I mean, it seems like all we have to do is get on the water and wait to be abducted. Yeah, I I don't know how often she does that, but doesn't that sound like an invaluable experience? Anyway, as far as, you know, making sure you're doing something that she likes, you're you're playing to her desires, she loves luxurious offerings. She loves delicious foods and drinks, including alcohol and Coca-Cola. Really? Heyo. Huh. Yeah, I watched a video of these women in, it was Ghana, their their whole tribe worships Mami Wata, and one of the women went out into the, into the water and started floating out offerings into the, into the river or ocean, I, I can't remember, and she poured out a bottle of Coke into the water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, if she likes it, and if the fish are for it, I mean, I, I, mm, I don't recommend doing that just anywhere. Maybe only where you know that Mommy Wata hangs yeah. out. Toss a Coke to your mommy. <laughs> Besides food and drink, she loves jewelry, of course. She loves powders and perfumes, incense, soaps, anything that smells nice. Who doesn't? So that's an easy way to get in her good graces. As far as having an encounter with her, if you don't want to hang around on a river or in a boat or swimming, hoping to find her, then your best bet is, well, you, you're probably going to already need to be one of her followers. So someone who was born into one of the matriarchal societies in Africa, the Caribbean, um, 
Which, you know, not something that you can easily just get into. But if you happen to already be a follower, then they have a good chance of encountering her through intense ritualistic dancing set to folk music with harmonicas, African guitars, and the like. And during the intense dancing, these these people, these usually women, will enter a trance and be possessed by Mommy Wata, and she will talk to you. But that's going to be the most likely way that a, a human will have a really good chance of interacting intimately with Mommy Wata, if that's what you're looking for. I think we're probably just going to have to suffice ourselves with the giving of gifts. Yes, we are not prepared to assimilate into a completely different culture. So, yes, I think that that is about where we stand. That's fine. That's totally fine. That's totally fine. All right. We know <laughs> not even, not all there is to know about Mommy Wata, but we know the gist. Yes. So now I think we can safely offer a friend rating. I think so, too. If you've never listened to our show before, we love to give each friend their own rating on our four-tiered scale to describe how easy it is to become friends with this creature, or in her case, this goddess, this deity. So this might sound silly comparing these ratings to a goddess, but that's just what this show does, so bear with us. I mean, Pegasus is the son of a god. Well, that's true, that's true. So first off, we've got Friend Shaped. This kind of friend would take you to a concert put on by your favorite band. Think of something like a Wolver. Thank you, Wolvers. Next up is Cheeky Friend. This would be the kind of friend who takes you out to a concert, but it's actually a Smash Mouth concert. <laughs> Think of something like the Banshee. I know the Banshee would probably take you to a Bjork concert. Man, the Banshee loves Shrek. <laughs> no. <laughs> Next, we've got Spicy Friend. This kind of friend knows that you've got a backstage pass to see your favorite band, but they chloroform you after the show so they can use the backstage pass for themselves. Think of something like the Thunderbird. Thunderbird, there's so many easier ways to get that pass. Yeah, come on, man. Where'd you get the chloroform anyway? <laughs> <clears throat> Lastly is not a friend yet. This would be the kind of friend who would recreate a Guar concert for you, but oh, uses no. you as all the props. Oh, no. Uh, think of something like the Mononongle. Oh, man, that's scary. All right. Knowing what you know? I mean, she sounds friend-shaped except for the whole abduction and the lack of emphasis she places on consent. So I might call her cheeky hmm. friend. Hmm. Hmm. Good point. You know what? I was thinking, I was teetering on spicy friend because she is blamed for maladies that occur across Africa. and um, Things that... You know, I don't even know if they're within her control. I don't know if she's just blamed for them or if there's a good reason for it. But that doesn't seem to be her default behavior. So, yeah, I, I would have to go with Cheeky Friend. Yes, 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 yes. Cheeky, Cheeky Friend. Because she doesn't seem to hurt you when mm. she kidnaps you. But, mm. but it could be very well against your will. No, just, just doing you a bit of a spoop until bringing you to the wondrous underwater world. In which she lives. Kind of like, um, mm -hmm. kind of like the, the Naga Palace under the water. Hey, that's true. Mm-hmm. I wonder if she's got a Naga friend, after all. Maybe. I mean, it's a long, long way. From, to Ba Sing Se? Well, to India. But yes, also to Ba Sing Se. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our episode. If you liked what you heard today, 
Don't forget to subscribe to us on whatever podcatcher you use. And you know what would really, really tickle us pink is if you shared us with a friend. Ooh, I'm tickled already. And it's, it's so easy to share us with a friend. All you need to do is go to friendsoflegend.com. You can find all the ways of accessing us there. Let us count the ways. Let us not actually count the ways. That's exhaustive. But <laughs> while you're there, you can read some FAQs, see transcripts of the episodes, even watch some Neap Time videos. Yeah, and, and you put up a couple new transcripts of the episodes, so those are great for our friends who are more of the reading kind than the listening to podcast kind. We also have some social medias. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and more recently, YouTube. So we've got static videos of all of our episodes on YouTube. Except the Cockatrice and uh, Basilisk episode. Yep. That's that a, is dynamic. That's a whole episode filmed right from our little apartment, kitchen, dining room. Complete with tea sips and kitty cats. <laughs> yeah. And if you have a friend of legend that you're just dying to get us to talk about, you can write into us at friendsoflegend at gmail.com, or you can go to friendsoflegend.com and send us an email that way, or just write into us on social media. There's there's so many ways. We're all over the internet. We're accessible. You gotta be. Yeah. And don't forget, new episodes come up every other Saturday. So two weeks from this episode, you'll hear another one, and so on and so forth. Yes, and I have a really good Christmassy Yule time one coming up for my next one. Yeah, that's four weeks from now, though. I'm not going to give you a hint on what mine is. Oh, I don't even know. And that's 100% not because I haven't picked it out yet. <laughs> right, right. Thank you for being patient with us, by the way, for the reduced schedule of uploading. It really helps us to work on the, the quality of the show. And, and the quality of our lives. The quality of our lives, first and foremost. Because we have a wedding of legend to plan. And you know what? Weddings don't plan themselves. <laughs> no. As it turns out. That's too bad. Thanks again for listening. And remember, when it comes to friends of legend, charm them. Do not harm them. take jake hi i like your one take jake dance thanks <laughs> i thought you were doing a dance to the friends of legend intro ah that too